The Blaze Radio Network. On demand. 2017 is going to be a volatile economic year. We may see politicians throughout the world attempting to control central bank policies. Several renowned financial analysts have warned that political interference in central bank policies may mean our economic misses of inflation and growth targets. Gold is an international currency that can't be issued or controlled by governments. If you don't have the only hard currency that has outlasted every politician and every failed idea of governments for centuries, you need to speak to Goldline right now and learn how easy it is to add gold to your portfolio or IRA. Now is the time to diversify your financial portfolio by adding gold. Call 1-800-913-GOLD. Buying real gold is easy and fast at Goldline. And you're going to be happy that you finally made the call. 1-800-913-4653. Goldline also offers price protection against short-term market fluctuations on qualifying purchases. So buy with confidence. Read Goldline's important risk information and find out if buying gold is right for you. Call Goldline. 1-800-913-4653. You're listening to Pure Opelka. This is Pure Opelka. With Mike Opelka. Only on the Blaze Radio Network. Welcome back to Pure Opelka. Third hour of the program today as we're awaiting Attorney General Jeff Sessions to speak. I just got a strange message and I thought, hold on a second. Wait a minute. Could this be real? It's from Senator Chris Coons. And it said it is Attorney General Sessions' job to be here today. The fact that he has chosen not to testify and skip this hearing is unacceptable. And I thought, whoa, 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 whoa. Hold on a second here. This was Senator Chris Coons, who's a member of the Judiciary Committee and the Appropriations Committee. And uh, that was the earlier hearing. It it freaked me out for a minute because I'm watching the hearing room filling up that the Intelligence Committee, and they're all milling about waiting for the people to sit in their chairs. I don't think this is going to start for a while. Like I said, uh, Senator Senator uh, Rand Paul has pushed a vote on whether or not we're going to sell those arms to the Saudis. And so this story from earlier, it it makes it sound like Chris Coons is saying that uh, Jeff Sessions is not going to testify. He put out this statement. Here's the opening of this little statement he just sent me. And I I, I got a uh, a little freaked out there for a minute. Thank you, Mr. Chairman. Deputy Attorney General Rosenstein, thank you for being here today. Obviously, you're here because Attorney General Sessions abruptly canceled his commitment uh, to appear before this committee. It is Attorney General Sessions' job to be here today, and the fact that he has again chosen to skip this hearing uh, is unacceptable. And the Attorney General, I believe, has chosen to skip this hearing today in order to avoid difficult questions about the scope of his recusal, uh, questions which have already been asked of you by several senators, but I'll attempt to explore it a little bit more further. So maybe, just maybe, Senator Coons, my neighbor, my friend, maybe the, uh, the attorney general is pointing out the fact that there are too many damn hearings about the same thing and we're just wasting a lot of time. And I don't think it's the attorney general's job, as you have said, to be in your hearing. It's the Attorney General's job to be the Attorney General of the United States. 
So just calm down a little bit, Senator Coons. I like you as a as a poison, but this is a little much. This is a little too much drama. So we'll let you know when when we get something out of Attorney General Jeff Sessions. Something could be happening, and and we'll see. Um, there's more news. There's more news on the North Korean story that we have to keep following. The Otto Warmbier story, which I believe is already up on the blaze, and and it's. Uh, it's they're showing that warm beer out of warm beer got got sick and they gave him a pill and he immediately went into a coma. Apparently, they thought he had some uh, botulism poisoning and they took this pill and went into a coma. It's kind of frightening that he's been in a coma for a year and nobody knew about it. But then that's the. The reality of a closed administration like that. All right. Before the break, we were talking about Tiger Woods going into a 28-day rehab. And this 28-day rehab is because of Tiger Woods' addiction, as he claims, to, um, to pills, to painkillers. He's, he's got what I guess we could say. I, I have to make sure. I guess we could say it's an opioid addiction. Maybe it's not an opioid, but it's painkillers. Woods has already been treated in 2009, remember, for sex addiction, but now he's he's also underwent rehab in Arizona in 2010 for an addiction to Vicodin and Ambien. So Tiger Woods obviously has an addiction problem. This is Xanax and Vicodin. So yeah, it's an opioid addiction issue. And again, we pointed out that the opioid addiction problem in this country does not know any economic, socioeconomic boundaries. It has nothing to do with gender. It has nothing to do with race. It has nothing to do with money. It has everything to do with just a drug more than likely being overprescribed. And yesterday, Chris Christie, the guy who, who I thought had his opportunity to actually break through in the campaign when he talked about the friend he lost to addiction and how emotional he got. And it was the only time he really came out of his tough guy pose to really have a human moment. Chris Christie was at the Morristown Medical Center in New Jersey, and he's out of a job, basically. Chris Christie is term limited out. He's leaving uh, leaving the state in a pretty tough way. New Jersey's not exactly on good footing. But the, the lame duck governor, as he is called, was talking to a bunch of doctors at the Morristown Medical Center. And he was doing what, what every politician really should be doing, and that is stressing to the doctors that the overprescription of painkillers has some responsibility to what's going on with the opioid drug abuse that is going all over the country. The opioid drug abuse that is pushing many people out of their lives and their families and their homes and their jobs and into a world of addiction that that ends up in a real bad place. The heroin problem that is currently sweeping the country, not just the and the heroin problem is because heroin is cheap and available and the heroin problem has led us to the fentanyl problem. There are too many 
times we are burying people too young because of this problem. There are too many families destroyed. Christie is Donald Trump's opioid czar. And he said that Jersey, New Jersey, had nearly 1,600 people overdosed in 2015. Those are the most recent numbers they have. That's double the national rate. Double the national rate. And he talks about the fact that there is a stigma attached to the opioid addiction. And it's the same stigma, according to Christie, that was first attached to the HIV AIDS crisis. That stigma attached to that disease cost us to spend less money researching treatments. It cost us not to discuss it. They kept it in the dark, and because it was in the dark, more people were getting it. See, this is the parallel he's drawing between the early days of the HIV-AIDS problem in this country, that there was a stigma about it, so we didn't talk about it. We just kept our heads in the sand. And as a result, there was not any real action on finding treatments for HIV-AIDS. And there were more cases coming up because... We didn't talk openly about how to stop it. We were afraid to talk openly about how to stop it. Christie continued his discussion with these doctors on the problem of opioids. They don't need to hear from somebody like me, and quite frankly, they don't need to hear from somebody in a white coat. They need to hear from someone who has been where they are. And the point is, he wants people who were addicts and managed to get their lives on track to tell them that you can break it, you can break the cycle. But I think one of the more important things here that Christie is missing, and maybe he addressed it earlier in the, in the presentation, in the, in the discussion, one of the things that he needs to bring up is the overprescribing of painkillers, the overprescribing of these powerful opioids that in a very short period of time can have somebody addicted. And while, while the addiction in the early days is beatable, the longer it stays and the doctors will keep prescribing opioids and people are doctor shopping to find a doctor who will give them the prescription they need, the longer it goes, the deeper the addiction gets drilled inside that person's body. And it's a physical addiction. And I wonder, really, if 28 days will be enough for Tiger Woods. I don't know. But the opioid problem is one of the larger problems we have. And at least it feels like we're starting to talk about it. In this tiny state of Delaware, our shooting rates have gone through the roof. Our murder rates are sky, skyrocketing. As a matter of fact, Wilmington, Delaware has, because of the numbers of homicides here, has earned the title, the dubious title of Murder Town USA. So much so that ABC TV actually has a show in production called Murder Town USA. And people here are both excited and offended. They're excited because ABC is going to come here and do some production here. And it's going to be Jada Pinkett Smith as the as the uh, district attorney who's trying to solve the problem of all the murders, and there's a huge opioid addiction component to it. And there are people who are offended 
and don't want Delaware to be on the map as Murder Town USA. Don't want Wilmington to be Murder Town USA. And yet there it is. There's nothing you can do. It is what it is. So there's my thoughts on the opioid addiction crisis. Um, I know people who are dealing with it. I know people who are struggling. I know people who are this close to losing everything because they can't break it. And we have to talk about it. We have to do something about it. And speaking of talking about it, um, there's some more madness out of MSNBC. And there was some madness out of um, Chuck Schumer's office. And this morning, very, very, very early this morning, I caught CNN with a little bit of fake news. And I called him out on it. And I actually got a response from the anchor at CNN. And we went back and forth a little bit. I think we're going to agree to disagree. But I'll play you the example. As a matter of fact, before we go to break, why don't I play you a little bit of the example of what I think is um, incorrect journalism, bad idea journalism. This is from the top of the four o'clock hour on the East Coast in New York today. Table. And it's being called the weirdest cabinet meeting of all time. President Trump's cabinet secretaries all taking turns to lavish compliments on the president. What is happening here? Good morning, everyone, and welcome to Early Start. I'm Dave Briggs. Well, basically, it's child psychology 101 being practiced <laughs> on a 70-year-old man. It was so weird, I watched it twice, just to make sure that it was as weird as I thought it was. It and it was. I'm Christine Romans. Uh, it is 4 a.m. in the East. Today could That's be one Christine of Romans and days. Dave Briggs. Uh, did you spot it? Well, we'll break it down after the break, and I'll share with you my back and forth with Mr. Briggs. That's next on Pure Opelka. You're listening to Pure Opelka with Mike Opelka on the Blaze Radio Network. Pure Opelka with Mike Opelka. Welcome back to Pure Opelka. Mike Opelka here. Before we go any further, let me remind you, if you haven't written the number down, you need to. It is 800-500-8384. 800-500-8384. I am a, I'm a Relief Factor user. And I encourage you to call that number, talk to the people about Relief Factor, and get yourself on the Relief Factor bus. It's an all-natural anti-inflammatory that's changed the way I look at the world. But don't take my word for it. Take Stephen's word for it. He's one of the uh, people who doesn't work here, who tried it, and then came in to give us his testimonial. Uh, carrying a lot of heavy loads, uh, a lot of strain on my back, and ended up with two fractured vertebrae. As a result of that, was on a lot of high-powered painkillers. And I've come to know over the years that have listened to Glenn that if it's a product that he endorses and he has on his network, then there's a really good chance that it's that it's something you can trust. And so I said, well, what can it hurt? And within t 10 days to two weeks, I noticed a significant uh, 
decreasing the amount of pain I felt to where I completely was able to stop taking the hydrocodone. I'm able to cut, practice soccer with my kids and I have young kids. So it's given me uh, a large part of my um, physical uh, life back. Think about that. We just talked about the opioid addiction problem in this country and here's a guy who had the problem he tried Relief Factor. He was able to get off the hydrocodone and get his life back. I got mine back. Thank you, Relief Factor. If you want to know more, go to relieffactor.com, relieffactor.com, or give them a call, 800-500, what is it, 5354, 800-500-5384. I had the wrong page up. 800-500-8384. Ask them about the three-week quick start pack for 1995. It's called Relief Factor. What a small world, huh? Small world that that came around like that. Uh, I mentioned, I mentioned uh, CNN playing a little fake news game. And uh, it, it's, it's the, the morning, four o'clock in the morning. And, and typically when I get up very early in the morning, I scan the news to make sure the world didn't blow up. And I check the temperature so I know what to wear. Two important things. How do I dress and did the world blow up? And this morning I learned Dennis Rodman was on his way to Korea. And it's going to be hot so I can deal with that. And then I hear CNN talking about the, um, the press or the it was a press event that the president had with his cabinet meeting. And this is how the hour started. Weirdest cabinet meeting of all time. President Trump's cabinet secretaries all taking turns to lavish compliments on the president. What is happening here? Good morning, everyone, and welcome to Early Start. I'm Dave Briggs. Well, basically, it's child psychology 101 being practiced on a 70-year-old man. It was so weird, I watched it twice. Just to make sure that it was as weird as I thought it was, it and it was. I'm Christine Romans. Uh, it is 4 a.m. in the East. Today could be one of the most crucial days yet for the Trump White House. Yeah, and it, it may be. It still may turn out to be one of the most crucial days for the Trump White House. But when I watch television, I expect an anchor, if they're not hosting an opinion program, I expect an anchor to give me the news. I don't expect the anchor to tell me that this is child psychology 101 and being practiced on a 70-year-old man. I happen to think Christine, Christine Romans and, and her regularly rotating anchors are decent people. But this one took me by surprise. This one took me out of the news. And I felt like it was incumbent upon me to say, hold on a second, Dave Briggs. I said, I, I, I don't appreciate what you just did there. I think that's opinion. That's not anchoring. And he said, well, how did you describe it? He actually responded to my tweet and I said, I found it curious, but like a boardroom scene from The Apprentice. And I said that on my radio show, but I'm not a news anchor. You, sir, are that. I also added to Dave Briggs of CNN. I'm a regular consumer of your early show and I expect news from you and Ms. Roman. When I want an agenda, I'll go to MSNBC. He responded this morning. This was a back and forth pretty much in public on Twitter saying, thank you for watching. But if it's robots that don't react to the news that you want, I'm afraid you have us wrong. Well, no, I don't have you wrong. 
typically you guys are anchors. Typically, that's all you do is report. And every now and then you giggle about something silly, which is fine. But if you want to be opinion, go be opinion. Join the rest of us here in the opinion sphere. I told him he had a fair point. I don't want robots either, but reaction to news and editorializing are different things. And I closed with my trademark statement, the truth has no agenda. Interestingly enough, Mr. Briggs did not mention his his statement about child psychology for the rest of the morning. I consider that a win. We'll be right back. You're listening to Pure Opelka with Mike Opelka on the Blaze Radio Network. Pure Opelka with Mike Opelka. Welcome back to Pure Opelka. Well, I told you, I told you there was a vote. Now I have to see if there's been a recording of the vote that Rand Paul forced in the Senate that actually delayed this, uh, this grilling of Jeff Sessions. I have to see if we actually got some of that. Uh, I, I want to see if, if we got the right answer, I guess is what I'm looking for. If we got the, the, the really decent consideration about about what we're doing with Saudi Arabia and and what we're going to get from Saudi Arabia. We'll see. But the hearing's about to start, so maybe we'll get a little bit of something out of this. Right now, it's been a whole lot of nothing. And again, if everybody was standing, this um, this would be a much different situation. The other day I told you I was keeping an eye on MSNBC because I think they're near a meltdown. And we, we gave CNN a little bit of heat today. And I think I need to give uh, our friends over at Morning Joe a little bit more heat because Mika, Mika appears to be unspooling. Mika this morning said that Donald Trump was like a, a five-year-old. Seriously, this actually happened on national television. President Trump once again hinted at the possible existence of taped conversations with former FDI, FBI director. James so, so do you think there are there? Does anybody here think they're taped? No, I think he's dangling this out. You know, like this in, is crazy. Oh, you know God. what this reminds me of? I'm not going to get me of the Beatles. Shrill so, so, or over the top. So the Beatles. I'm just not because it's totally boring. Okay, but hold it's on. like dealing with a five-year-old. I got a story. And if for you me. react to a five-year-old, <laughs> they get worse. I got a story for so you. In- so Mika's thinking that he's like a five-year-old, and and actually that statement was yesterday this morning Mika woke up and she's not so much upset about dealing with the five-year-old anymore now she's worried she's actually worried just look at our place in the world and I don't know how how we withstand an unhinged presidency as some would call it and still maintain our strategic alliances maintain the exchange of intelligence uh, between certain allies which is already being impacted you look at what uh, uh, the leader of Germany has said about going it alone basically 
This is impacting our place in the world, I think, in a way that's extremely dangerous. And if, if we don't take this seriously and just depend on resiliency, yeah. depend on the balance of power to hopefully see us through, I think we're in danger. In danger of what, Mika? And let's go back to some of the insinuations and, and you know, this is Mika's opinion. Every time she makes a statement like this, it's fair to say that this is Mika's opinion. This is not, as she is telling us, as some people have said. Listen to the opening here. Just look at our place in the world. And I don't know how, how we withstand an unhinged presidency. As so she said, how do, we, how do we withstand an unhinged presidency? And she realizes, uh-oh, I just called the president unhinged. So she throws in the caveat as some would call it and still who who would call it that Mika who would call that an unhinged presidency I just would like to know because no well nobody on that set's going to call her out nobody at all I'll tell you where the unhingedness is it's right in your lap Mika it's yours you're the unhinged one you are I know, I know, I, I shouldn't say that. But, but she certainly seems to be that way lately, getting more and more unhinged. And I'm getting a little tired of it. We are, um, we're waiting and waiting and waiting, and we're going to maybe see something before we get out of here today. The other thing that I, I think people need to call out more, uh, more of the bad behavior like the Democrats are doing was what happened yesterday with Chuck Schumer. And remember, it was just about the time that the show started yesterday that we actually told you the president had just finished a cabinet meeting where he went around the room and had a couple of different cabinet secretaries address what they were up to. And, and there was some butt kissing. And there, there was, like in any corporation, some people who, who smooched the, the back end a little bit, like Reince Priebus yesterday on behalf of the entire senior staff around you mr president we thank you for the opportunity and the blessing that you've given us to serve your agenda and the american people and we're continuing to work very hard every day to accomplish those goals okay that was a little much you know but i think tillerson was pretty cut and dried i think nikki haley was cut and dried it was a little bit of rah-rah but you have to have a little bit of rah-rah to keep your team together and so what happened after the little bit of rah-rah? Chuck Schumer decided he was going to go into his office and get a couple of his buddies together on his staff, and they were going to mock the president. And see, this is where I think the Democrats are going to fall down. This is where I think the Democrats are actually going to lose points with the, the middle of the country, the people who could be blue-collar Democrats. It's when you mock the president ruthlessly, endlessly, constantly, that I think the, the American public will get tired of these shenanigans. This was Chuck Schumer and his, his staff's little parody. I want to thank everybody for coming. I just thought we'd go around the room. Lucy, how'd we do on the Sunday show yesterday? Your tone was perfect. You were right on message. Michelle, how'd my hair look coming out of the gym this morning? You have great hair. Nobody has better you hair know, than before you. Before we go any further, I just want to say thank you for the opportunity and blessing to serve your agenda. 
right. <laughs> yeah, they're all they're all so proud of what they've done. They all think they should be on SNL. And I will tell you, this is going to turn against the Democrats if they keep this up and if they keep doing things like Sheila Jackson Lee did yesterday. Sheila Jackson Lee stood up speechifying and tried to blame every bit of violence in the country on Donald Trump, tying it to Donald Trump. She had pictures. She went on and on and on. This was just a little bit of Sheila Jackson Lee. I remember her from my days in Texas talking about everything that went wrong in the country since the inauguration and how individual acts are blamed on Donald Trump. Uh, these are the pictures of hatred. Uh, this is the individual who killed um, to um, uh, kill the uh, young man uh, that um, um, I don't want to show the wrong picture, but this is uh, a picture of an individual who was engaged in uh, the killing of two individuals, uh, I believe, in Portland, um, uh, Oregon. Doesn't even know what she's talking about. It was the horrific case of the guy who killed the two people who were defending the young girl who was obviously a Muslim and has no idea. She's totally unprepared for this. And yet she pushes forward trying to blame things on Donald Trump. She tried to blame that killing, that jerk on Donald Trump. Because they were trying to defend someone of a different background. Uh, we have a noose found hanging near an elementary school in Washington, D.C. Uh, this is the picture of that. This has all happened since uh, the uh, election of uh, President, uh, um, President Trump. So there was a noose found. Gee, we've never had a noose found. There have never been idiots who would hang nooses up and try and be racist fools. No, that never happened before. But now that Donald Trump's in the White House, we're going to associate every one of these incidents with Donald Trump. We're going to blame all of these on Donald Trump. Oh, wait, there's more. Uh, we have an incident, June 9, 2017, the Washington Post. It says, shut up, slave. A spilled Starbucks drink led to a racist tirade and sidewalk fight. A Starbucks. A problem at Starbucks. Somebody spilled coffee. A racist idiot tried to cause a problem. There was a fight that spilled out onto the sidewalk. And I guess that's Donald Trump's fault, too. Um, I don't know if people are under extreme tension, uh, but this is all happening in 2017. Yes, it is. And where are you talking about the, the spike of murders in 2016 in Barack Obama's hometown? Where are you, where are you on the, the spike of deaths from the opioid addictions in the country that have been going up steadily in the last five years? Where are you on all of that, Sheila Jackson Lee? You can't pull out three, four isolated cases and just say because it is white on black crime that this is all because of Donald Trump. That's just not even honest. And when we see this Bravo Sierra, we have to call Bravo Sierra. And so for you, Sheila Jackson Lee, I am calling Bravo Sierra. It's just not happening like that. And what you're doing, to me, it's unconscionable. You're ramping up. Why don't you just say you're out to cause some sort of racial divide in this country? The rest of us aren't going to stand for it. We'll be right back. 
You're listening to Pure Opelka with Mike Opelka on the Blaze Radio Network. You're listening to Pure Opelka with Mike Opelka. Part of the next generation of talk radio on the Blaze Radio Network. Welcome back to Pure Opelka. Cannot believe they they just started this hearing and I'm pretty much out of here. I got to get out of here and I will cover the hearing. I will be all over this hearing like a cheap suit. And tomorrow we will drill down into it. Do me a favor in the meantime. Go to theblaze.com and click on the channel section on the far right and subscribe to my channel. Follow my channel. You'll get updates when we do anything here. And that way you'll be able to catch up even when you're you're, uh, not listening live from noon to three or you're not picking it up on the evening replay starting at 10 o'clock after Buck Sexton. So just just join the party. See, I'm trying to get ahead of Doc Thompson. Doc is, um, he's, he's had a huge head start on me. He's been five days a week for like five or six years. So I need to catch up to him. And I know it's killing him that I'm getting close. But I need you guys to help me out. So we are, uh, we're wrapping up today. I, there's a story. I don't know if I can bring it up. It might get me in trouble. It's right on the edge. It's, it's right on the verge. It's about some bad behavior at a college in Scotland. The kids, the kids at um, Strathclyde University in Scotland got a, a, a memo emailed from a university spokesperson. Um, apparently, they they got a little problem in in this university. This is one of Scotland's top universities. And the memo says there have been some inappropriate toilet habits happening at the university's Technology and Innovation Center. So you've got the Technology and Innovation Center. Essentially, this is like the MIT of Scotland. This is where all the nerds are. And they're saying that a a great number of the students who go there are from other parts of the world. Parts of the world that may not have the same kind of plumbing we have. And um, people seem to be mistaking the showers and the trash cans for toilets. I'm not kidding you. This is a very modern building. It's a high-rise glass walled building, beautiful technology innovation center opened just two years ago, cost uh, well over $120 million. It's the home of the researchers, engineers, and project managers from academia and industry who will work side by side on projects spanning future cities, manufacturing, health, and energy, except nobody knows how to use a bathroom, apparently. They had to put out a note to everybody in the school that, that said, and I'm going to quote them, so this isn't just me, and I'm not going to use the Scottish accent. 
Maybe I should. The cleaners are sick of coming across poo and used toilet paper in places it just shouldn't be. And these sentiments that are completely contrary to our institutional values. Apparently, as we mentioned, there are a bunch of multicultural citizens from different countries who have different practices. I don't know about you, but the shower has never been a toilet in our house in any place I've ever visited. The shower is not a toilet. This is the prestigious Strathclyde University and their School of Innovation and Technology. <laughs> Dear God, people, what's going on? All right, I'm going to go watch some boring testimony. I'm going to take notes, and we're going to meet back here on Wednesday, starting at noon, and we're going to break down everything that Jeff Sessions was quizzed about, and hopefully we'll just be grilling up nothing burgers for lunch tomorrow, and we'll deal with maybe moving forward on things, as we have a lot to move forward on. Don't forget to go to Twitter, at StuntBrain, and vote. Place your vote. Should NBC pull that interview with Alex Jones? I don't think so. I think we should see it and, and understand more about who this guy is. The same way we should have known who Osama bin Laden was. We should understand what evil is. Not that I'm saying he's evil. He's a jack wagon. Testudo, my friends. Testudo. Pure Opelka. With Michael Opelka on the Blaze Radio Network.